You're listening to the Vibrant Life Podcast, Episode 16. The Vibrant Life. Hey you, welcome to another episode of the Vibrant Life Podcast. I'm Emily Romrell, and I hope you're having a happy day. This last week was really great. Um, I took a little road trip to Idaho for the weekend and got to spend some time with family. We visited the graves of my grandparents and a cousin who passed away, and it really hit home to me how grateful I am for the people who came before me and who paved the way. And even after loved ones pass away, the mark they make on your heart remains and it continues to make a difference. We also visited a memorial in the park dedicated to fallen soldiers, which I found very moving. And I'm so grateful to be an American, and I'm so thankful for the men and women who sacrifice so much for the freedom that we enjoy. Um, Then I came home to Utah and rounded out Memorial Day with a barbecue and a family baseball game. So it was a lot of fun, and um, I hope you all had a great weekend as well for the holiday. And I hope you're having a great day today as well. So my friends, have you told your friends about the Vibrant Life podcast yet? If not, why not? (laughs) If you found value in these messages, please recommend the podcast to people who might also enjoy it. Um, I'm really trying to grow a community and I'm thrilled to have you be a part of it. And I would be thrilled to include your friends and family as well. Also, a quick review on iTunes would be another way to really make a difference. So, please spread the word. Alrighty, we're getting down and dirty with our topic today, which is bloom where you're planted. And this phrase has become pretty popular over the last several years, and I love it. I love plants, I love their beauty and variety, and I love the way they brighten up a place. You could even say they make things more vibrant, but don't bump. <laughs> So coming off from last week when we covered strength for today, life can be tough, right? But there's a great quote from Christine Kane that really embodies this message. And she said, sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you've been buried, but you've actually been planted. And I love that. And right now it's the first week of June and this is one of my favorite times of the year. My mom always says June is the month for roses, and it's true. Everything is in bloom here in Utah, and the roses are beautiful. Green shoots are popping up in the garden. The skies are blue, and the sun is shining. It's beautiful, and it's easy to forget that for the last several months before now, we've endured many dreary days, right, of cold, snow, rain, wind, and everything else. And we may not understand that this period of struggle is what makes the beauty of spring and summer possible. Let's get sciency for a minute. Have you ever heard of vernalization? It kind of makes me think of Uncle Vernon from Harry Potter. I don't know why, just I guess the vern part. But uh, actually, many plants require a period of cold and dark before they can blossom. And This is the time when the plant matures before reproduction. It's kind of like a plant equivalent to a caterpillar in a cocoon. And if the plant doesn't get cold enough for long enough, then it won't produce. And if the winters are too warm, uh, the plant can actually be damaged or even die. 
So that winter season and that cold dark is actually super important. When I was a kid, uh, we did that science experiment. You probably may have, well, I don't know, but you may or may not have done this, but uh, it's pretty popular. Uh, you take a little bean and you put it in a wet paper towel and watch it sprout. And it was a magical thing for me to watch that little bean bust out of its shell. You got to see what happens under the ground before the plant actually peaks up and starts to really grow. Actually, just a few days ago, um, I decided I wanted to try and grow an avocado plant from uh, an avocado pit. And uh, so it's, I found a thing online where you do it a similar way, like with a wet cloth, instead of doing like the toothpicks over the water situation. And so um, rather than a bean, though, it takes several weeks for the avocado to germinate. So I guess I graduated to the adult version of that experiment. <laughs> um, but there are so many parallels between what happens in the physical world and what happens emotionally and spiritually, right? The truth is that we all go through similar periods of struggle in order to grow and mature. And without these difficult times, we won't be able to fulfill our potential. We have to experience the cold and dark to bloom where we're planted. But there's more to it than just accepting life is hard. There's survival mode, which, side note, I have been known to spend too much time in. And then there's what we could call <laughs> survival mode, aka living a vibrant life. <laughs> and uh, I think you have to take it in steps, right? It's not realistic to move from a place of real darkness straight into June roses and blue skies. Just like the long winter thaws gradually into spring, it's important to take one step at a time. One of my absolute favorite teachings in my church is that every living thing is meant to fulfill the measure of its creation. And I think plants are amazing examples of this. Sometimes I'll look at a tree and just feel the joy that comes from it growing and being the best tree possible. I really love trees. <laughs> And I can't help but smile at the spring flowers and think about how their purpose is simply to grow and bloom. And it's not just plants. Uh, the other day I was at the park feeding ducks with my brother and I had similar feelings. We saw cute baby ducks and I thought about how their purpose is to grow into the best ducks they can be. <laughs> and I think about our little dog Artemis. He looks just like Toto from The Wizard of Oz and his happy little dog personality. If you're a dog owner, you know, like they are the most joyful creatures on the planet. And why do you think they're so happy? It's because dogs exist in the moment, just loving on you and getting excited about the simple things in life. They bloom where they're planted. You know, my friends, it's not any different with us. We're meant to experience the same joy, but just on a much higher level. We are all children of God, and we have limitless potential. The joy in life comes from living true to our higher natures and by striving to be our best. Obviously, we are imperfect human beings and we all make mistakes, and sometimes we have to go through winters and periods of darkness to grow and mature before we can really bloom. But the year is not made only of winters. It's full of June roses as well. 
It's a cycle of growth, and hopefully, as the years go by, we can spiral upwards and grow into those higher natures. So let's talk about higher nature for a minute. In today's world, uh, everyone tries to stand out from the crowd, and a lot of importance is put on things like your looks, money, power, or intelligence. If you are exceptional at something, you might even be called a genius. And I think most of us have wished we were a genius at something at some point in our lives. I know I have. But would it surprise you to learn that it's true and you are a genius? The origin of the word genius actually comes from Roman times, and they believed that pretty much everything had its own divine spirit or genius. So, um, and actually for females, the term was Juno. So males had geniuses and females had Junos, but same difference, right? But each individual person, place, or thing had a genius or what you might think of as like a soul. And the Romans borrowed this idea from the Greeks who actually called them demons, but they spelled it D-A-E-M-O-N-S. And basically the idea is that every person is born with an attending demon or genius. And according to Plato, the demon is sort of a guardian angel that guides you through life, helping you achieve great things. It reminds me a lot of Peter Pan and the story of where fairies come from. So it explains in Peter Pan that when the first baby laughed for the first time, the laugh broke into a thousand pieces and they all went skipping about. And that was the beginning of fairies. And now when every new baby laughs, or sorry, every new baby is born, its first laugh becomes a fairy. Geniuses follow a similar line. Every baby gets a genius to lead them to fulfill their potential. I want you to think for a minute about what you're passionate about, right? What is it that you love to do? If you had no worries about money or time, what would you be doing right now? That's a really good clue to where your area of genius may lie. Maybe you're a genius with numbers. Maybe you're a genius with people and making others around you feel loved. Maybe you're a genius with music, or maybe you're an athletic genius and you can move your body in wonderful ways. The point is, we're all geniuses, and there are a million varieties of flowers and plants out there, and the differences are what make us all truly beautiful. There's a quote that's often attributed to Albert Einstein that he probably never said. Side note, uh, Einstein is one of the most misquoted figures in history. You know, we always talk about Einstein being a genius, and so that says a lot. (laughs) But anyway, here's the quote. Everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. How many times are we guilty of this? We compare ourselves to others and define ourselves by deficiencies that really don't exist because we are all unique and special in different ways. I don't think that a rose is more beautiful than a lily or a daisy. I love all flowers. I revel in the fact that there are so many marvelous varieties to enjoy out there. And you know, it takes guts to follow your passion and live up to that higher nature inside you. But in my opinion, that's what blooming where you're planted really means. So uh, I want to leave you with a quote that's made a pretty big impact on how I look at life. And it's uh, by Anais, I hope that's how you say the name. It's Anais or Anais Nin. 
And she said, the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. So if things are painful for you right now, consider the idea that you've been planted. It may be time to make the decision to bloom where you're planted. (laughs) It's not easy, but I can guarantee it'll make your life much more vibrant. Hey, don't forget to tell your friends about the Vibrant Life podcast. You could even share this episode with them. And if you feel you've benefited from the podcast, please leave a quick review on iTunes. Thanks for your support and have a great week, everybody. Live the Vibrant Life.